If you're happy with that lifestyle and you're happy with the results that you got from working nine to five and you're not going to complain about, oh my gosh, I don't have enough money or I'm not getting the results that I want, but you're happy and you're good, then you're good. This is the Eric Hammond Show. Thanks for joining along each week as we uncover tips and strategies to help you grow your business through social media efforts like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and many other platforms. guys. Welcome back. Thanks again for being here every single Monday morning. 10 a.m. Pacific is the time we start this show. We answer your top four questions. I appreciate those who show up live every week. I appreciate those who watch the replay on YouTube, and I definitely appreciate you guys checking out our podcast. So if you're listening to us, watching us, consuming our content, thanks for being here. And uh, as always, let's go get into these amazing four questions. So today we're talking about thinking about what others think about us, caring about what other people think about us. For me, you know, that's one of the struggles that I I had in the beginning. I remember doing our Facebook Friday show, which was a live episode as well. Basically, it's go outside, set my camera up, and my cell phone, uh, and stream live from some amazing place outdoors, and trying to just like roll with it and get outside my comfort zone. I remember being in business new and and having to like go out and knock doors and pick up the phone, and I would worry about what people would think of me and, and what I was saying, and just that whole like oh, getting myself out there. It was a struggle, and I'm sure that many of you guys have felt that same way. You struggle with getting on camera. You struggle with putting. Your, your life out there. You struggle with maybe cold calling or door knocking or, you know, some type of lead generation that you guys do in your business. And it's a challenge. So we're going to be getting into the topics that have to do with this today. First question, and this is a little bit backing up, but it's what is a beautiful life and what taxi tacti- tactics do you take to get there? I kind of wish we would have shuffled that around and put it after the stop caring what people think question. But um, to me, I guess you got to describe what a beautiful life is, right? Like, what is it? And then how do you get there? For me, a beautiful life is really uh, loving every minute of it. It's doing things that I want to do. It's doing things that I care about that that allow me to put forth my passion, my effort, my energy in in ways that are going to better my life, better other people's life, and uh, ultimately my family's life as well, right? So some of the things that I enjoy doing are obviously building my business. I love work. I love, um, you know, helping contribute to the community. I think when we create content around here, it betters other businesses' lives. So it's a twofold. It helps me because it it works one of those um, passions in my life by creating content. It allows me to expand and do new things, but it also helps you guys. So it's kind of a twofold win, which is awesome. Other things I do, I've got three amazing daughters and I love hanging out with them and spending time with them. This weekend we went to soccer games and got soaked in the rain and just had a good time. So I would say doing the things that, that make me happy in this life, that find me joy. And so what does that mean? That means that I've got to create a lifestyle with my business that allows me to take that time, right? That I can just say, okay, you know what? I'm checking out right now. I'm going to take two hours. I'm going to do my thing with my family. And then I'm going to get back into it and do my thing. Or I'm going to take all Saturday and I'm going to spend time with them. Or maybe I take a week off, you know, and go travel with them and, and put my phone down and just not even think about business for a bit. So you've got to be able to do those things. And that's really, for me, what it takes to get there. I think early on, um, when I first got out of school and I was, you know, doing whatever I could to try to impress the people that I worked with, just like so I could keep working my way up and, and keep moving forward. Back then, you know, it was, cell phones were pretty new. 
as far as being able to have email and, and respond to people. You can make phone calls obviously on before that. But I remember going home after work and getting emails from people and I was like, shoot, I gotta have my phone with me all the time. I gotta be able to respond all the time. I need to be like Johnny on the spot, right? And uh, that wore on me all the time. Like I just, it was frustrating because I always had these like phantom vibrations going on. Like I felt the phone vibrate, I had to check it, make sure that you know everybody had what they needed. And I think when you live in that kind of a lifestyle, when you're doing things for other people, you may not be living your best life. And so for me, over the last you know decade and a half, I've been able to kind of figure out how to make that disconnect and be able to kind of push that aside and just say, you know what, when I'm at work, I'm at work. And when I'm not at work, I'm not at work. I'm with my family. And that's really what a beautiful life is. It's doing things intentionally, living the life for me. It's making choices based on me and not what everybody else wants for me to do. So you got to look at your life and realize, you know, what are my number one goals? Uh, tomorrow is the start of quarter number four, which means the year is about to wrap up. So as you think about 2020 and what that looks like for you this year or next year, you know, what are your goals? Are you trying to work less hours? Are you trying to spend more time with your family? Are you trying to double your efforts at work? Are you trying to, you know, add another zero to your income? Are you trying to reach more people, get your messaging out there, automate your business, bring more people onto your team, whatever that is, you know, what is your definition of a beautiful life and how are you going to get there? For me, again, it's clearly defining the role that I play in my business. It's for me, it's understanding, you know what, here's 10 things that need to be done in our business and I'm going to do four of them and I'm going to delegate six of them because I don't physically have to do those things. I can pass them off to someone on our team. I can, I can uh, give this responsibility to somebody else who may do it better than me, faster than me, more efficiently than me, but I know that I don't have to do those things. So, you know, that's, that's kind of how I live my life is just focus on the things that I want to do, do the things that make me happy, that bring me joy, that bring me satisfaction. Um, know when I need to like draw the line and say, this is it. It's family time or it's business time where it's, you know, mental preparation time, it's book time, whatever that is. I just, I need to live by my calendar. And when I can do that and receive the life that I'm looking for, then it's a beautiful life. So hopefully that works for you guys. Hopefully you guys can, can build off that, that you can really create that beautiful life. I put, as talked about this many times before, above me, there's a picture on the wall that's probably two feet by three feet. It's a big, big frame. Uh, it's my vision board and I've put a ton of things on there. Some of of them are, you know, more worldly possessions, cars and houses and things like that. Others are just ideas and motivation and quotes and, and lifestyles that I want to live. And so for me, that's the beautiful life is if I can have the things in this life that I enjoy and drive the cars that I enjoy and travel the places that I want to be and inspire the people that, that I work with and be able to communicate my message clearly to everybody. That's, that's what really creates a beautiful life for me. So question number one, that was awesome. Good, good, like, like get the mind flowing here. Question number one. Question number two. So this is really the ultimate question for this, this video, but it's how do you find a balance between not caring what strangers think of you, but caring so much about your legacy and how others perceive you? So really it's how do I get past thinking what strangers think of me and how do I care so much about, you know, the legacy that I'm living behind, the story that people are going to tell me after I'm gone. I think Gary Vee does a good job of describing this and saying, you know, I care more about the people that are going to attend my funeral than I do about the people that are judging me right now. Uh, and I agree with that. It is hard because I know that on the other side of this lens that goes through this cord and connects to this computer over here, there's potentially 10, if not 10,000 people watching this video someday. Like, right. It's, it's out there for the world to see. It's going to be on podcasts. It's going to be in a blog. It's going to be posted on YouTube. It's going to have an ad run behind it. So the people uh, can engage more with our page. And I know that it's going to be out there. And I know that people may criticize, uh, you know, how I speak or, or what I say, or the opinions that I have, or how I dress or how I look or, or whatever. And I just realized one day, you know, it doesn't matter because those people will come 
come and go. I may never see them again. I remember when we first started vlogging, if you haven't realized we have a vlog, I think we're on episode like number 27 this week, but we, we do a vlog. And I remember being out in the, in the city that I live in and being able to, you know, document and talk and, and communicate and, and just kind of show the life that I'm living and what I'm doing on a day to day basis. It was a little intimidating at first. And, um, before that, uh, we shot a commercial for a class that I was doing. We were teaching a marketing class and I was like, Hey, I'm going to hire this professional videographer and, and he's going to kind of follow me around through town. I'm going to talk about like how to use video. And it was really towards real estate agents and helping them build their brand in that area and talk about how you can, you know, communicate community events and things like that. So we went to a farmer's market and there's, you know, five, 600 people around and we're walking like really right down the middle of farmer's market and there's tents all over and people all over. And I just remember being mic'd up and, you know, he's got this big camera and he's holding it and he's following me through the crowd. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe I signed up for this. What am I doing? And I was so nervous. And then I was like, all right, Eric, just like drowned everybody out. You got to do your thing here. You got to present this, you know, and, and be able to step up because if you're not willing to deliver for the commercial, no one's going to be able to come. No one's going to be able to benefit for the class. No one's going to be able to learn this tactic and do these things. And I know that there was great results that were on the other side of this class. And the people who attended this class were going to have amazing results. So I wanted to deliver. I want to be able to bring them the value that they were looking for. So that's all what it came back down to. So I realized at that moment, I've got to do this. I've just got to like ignore everybody else, realize that they're not going to see this. Who cares who they are? You know, they may be pointing fingers and laughing at me, but it didn't really matter. They weren't obviously. It was all in my head. But um, I think when you think that way and you think that people are pointing at you or making fun of you or, or judging you, it doesn't matter. Like they're living their life, right? So don't care about them. Just know that the results that I'm going to do and the effort that I'm going to put forth is going to benefit somebody else's life. So think about you. If you're creating content around your subject, if you're, if you're trying to create a course, if you're trying to teach people how to use your product, if you're showing them the community that you sell homes in, if you're showing them how their life can be better by the way that you service them. Uh, and, and you know that someone, at least one person is going to benefit from the content that you put out there, then it should be worth it. For me, I know that we've helped hundreds of individuals go through challenges, through hard times. We've taught dozens and dozens of classes where people have come up to me and said, thanks for being an inspiration. Thanks for teaching me this. Thanks for allowing me to, to do something that was challenging. Uh, and that's the most rewarding part. And that's what gets me through that, that hurdle of saying, oh my gosh, this is scary or this is hard or someone's going to think this of me. You know what? If I can benefit one person's life, then it's all worth it. So think that same thing. If you can benefit one person's life, if you can change how they feel, change how their life is, overcome a challenge for them, heal them, whatever it is that you do, the content that you put out there will be worth it. And you can put aside all the judgment. You can not worry about everything that they're doing. So that, that's really my thought on it is, is just don't worry about what people are doing because they're probably not doing something as amazing as you are. They're not able to help the people that you are able to help through, through your service and what it is you do. So get beyond that, hit record, hit go live, hit document, whatever, like that button that enables you to get your content out there. Start typing your message on a blog, right? Start recording your podcast start preaching to the world what it is you do. One thing I tell my clients, this is probably the hardest thing for people to swallow is get your phone out, go to your branded page every single day and hit live and just record something. Uh, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is, and just teach your audience what it is that you're learning, what it is that you're doing. Talk about your client's success. Talk about the ways that you're helping people. Talk about how your brand is unique. Talk about the books that you're reading, the inspiration that you're getting. You know, people love to be inspired. They love to feel connected. They love to be taught. So if you can deliver those kind of things in a daily message, you're going to get better and better at this. The first one's always the worst one. Uh, and then eventually it gets easier and easier. And I just, again, would implore you to try to do something that challenging. And after a week, you're going to realize, you know what? It's not as bad as I thought. Um, the people do like the content 
that I'm sharing. The things that I'm putting out there are helping people. Maybe the first 10 get two views, you know, and then it ramps up after that and you get more and more followers. But just try to do something hard, try to do something challenging and it'll get you over those fears of, of worrying about what other people think of you. The last part of that question, which is, you know, how do you care so much about your legacy is I want to be remembered for the things that I was able to offer businesses. You know, I want to have somebody, again, if they come to my funeral, if they write an obituary about me someday, whatever it is, I want people to say, oh my gosh, like Eric to help me overcome this right now. Somebody is watching this video who needed to hear the last three, four or five minutes of me talking and saying, you know what? That changed me. I'm willing to do this now. And I want you to come to me someday and just say, you know what? Because of that video or because of that thing or the way that you said this, you allowed me to get my message out there. You changed my business. You allowed me to, to get my content out there, which grew my business, that expanded my results. It got me in front of the people that I needed to help. And that's really the legacy that I want to live behind is that I can hopefully affect you guys and get you to the level that you need to be at and get comfortable with who you are, help you to be better business owners, you know, whether that's through getting content out there or automating your business or hiring the right people or crafting a message that resonates with your clients so that, you know, you can ultimately help more people. That's really my goal. And, and that's what I want to leave behind is, is a way that shows you guys how to do it. And if you can, you know, I don't, I don't need the credit for it. I just want you to, to know that, that I'm here to help you. And that's, that's ultimately the legacy that I want to leave behind for you. Okay. So here's question number three. These are, these are getting deep, deep. This is a deep one. All right. <laughs> kind of like lighten this up somehow next time. Question number three, how do you balance your time in business versus your time with friends? All right, there's a good one. That's like the work-life balance. Okay, there is no perfect balance. It really comes down to you and what you see fit, okay? So you may decide, look, I'm the nine to five guy and that's it. When I'm at work, I'm at work. And then after five o'clock, like I'm gonna hang out at home. I'm gonna watch Netflix. I'm gonna you know, go out with friends. I'm gonna do my thing. That's fine. If you're happy with that lifestyle and you're happy with the results that you got from working nine to five and you're not gonna complain about, oh my gosh, I don't have enough money or I'm not getting the results that I want, but you're happy and you're good, then you're good. If you can do it in two hours and you're still good, do it in two hours and spend the next 22 hours doing whatever you want in life. But if you're not, and you don't have the results that you're looking for and you're not making the money that you want to make and you're not able to hit those numbers that you're trying to do that, you know, those goals that I told you to set, if you're not hitting them, then you need to step it up. You need to work more. I think that for a lot of entrepreneurs, they don't realize the amount of work that is needed to fulfill the responsibilities that they signed up for, right? When you go and say, all right, I'm quitting my job or I'm doing my own thing or I'm going to branch out on my own and start my own business. They think it's an eight to five or a nine to five or a, maybe even an eight to six. I don't know. But then they quickly realize there's not enough time in the day. I need to work more. You know, I'm going to work till 10 o'clock or midnight, or I'm going to start at five o'clock, or I'm going to get up four in the morning and work all these crazy hours. And maybe you need to do that for the first year or two, but you can't complain about not having enough money, time, resources, whatever. And then also complain that you don't get to hang out with your family. You made that choice. Okay. As an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you're going to have to work more hours to get the same results. Because what happens when you show up to a normal job and you work that eight to five, you've got a whole team behind you, right? There's somebody out who's probably working more hours than eight to five. There, there's systems set up where you just, you're the gear in that uh, cog that you came in and, and got things rolling. They only need you there for a few hours because they've got the whole system organized and you're just one of those pieces. But until you can write the check and, and do that, you need to fill in that gap. Most people are bootstrapping their businesses from the beginning. I've been there. Like this is year 11 of me being self-employed and there's never been an eight to five moment in 
my job. I know that most of the time I work a lot more and, and sometimes I just gotta say, you know what, I'm doing my thing. I've gotta just cut it off today. You know, some Fridays at noon, I'm just, I'm done. And I gotta do my thing and, and hang out with my family and pick that time. But you've also gotta support your family. And if they need you more than you're giving them time for, you've gotta build that relationship. You gotta be there for them because some families need you more than five o'clock on, you know, Monday through Friday. They may need you more than just Saturday and Sunday. They, they may need you more in their life. And so if you have a family and you have a business, you've got to figure out where that priority is because a lot of business owners will lose their family because they don't designate enough time for them. I think when you're you know, single and, and brand new out of college, you don't have dependents and, and people else in your life who depend on you, it's easy to start a business. I'm going to turn 40 in a couple months. I've got three girls and a wife and they need me in their life. You know, They need me to, to be there at school functions. They need me at soccer practice. They need me at soccer games. They need me on the weekends to take them out and to do things with them. And so I can't work 24 seven all the time. And I realized that I realized that, you know, I may not become a billionaire someday because I've got family responsibilities and that's okay. That's the life that I'm choosing. But some of you want to become billionaires and still only work four hours a day. It doesn't happen. Go talk to any billionaire out there. I guarantee they gave, you know, 20, 30 years of their life to get to where they are sacrificing their life their time, their families, their friends, their relationship, all those kind of things. So don't assume that because the life that they're living now that you're seeing through the social media glass uh, is how they ran the last 20 years of their life, right? Like if you look at guys like Grant Cardone, who I think he just closed on a $320 million real estate project. Like you see these snapshots of him uh, in Facebook stories and on Instagram stories and, and these brief scenarios in his life. And it looks like he's just hanging out on the beach and networking with, you know, sharks from Shark Tank and, and hanging out on stage and selling big products. But that's not what he always did. He's had a whole 30 years of life to this point where he's worked crazy hours and done amazing things and sacrificed life. Like he punted all that opportunity until now to do the things that he's doing. And so you've got to realize, what do I want in life? Like what's priority number one? For me, family comes first always, no matter what. Like if I have to like sacrifice my business for it, I have to do that. But I also need to support them. So I do need to work. I can't just hang out with them 24 seven and be like the best dad of the year. I can't, I can't just be there with them 24 seven. I also need to support them. I need to work. I need to generate income. So you need to have that balance of, you know, how much money do I need to support them? How much work do I need to put in to support them in that goal? And then how much time can I give to them and commit to that? But the other side of it is if you've got a partner or a spouse or somebody who's part of this game, you need to communicate with them, you know, how much time am I going to be able to give to you? Each week we go through our calendar and say, okay, these nights I'm, I'm booked. I got to show up. I've got, you know, meetings on my calendar. I've got things I got to do. You know, this week I'm willing to watch the kids or this week I'm willing to take care of this. Like you have to have those conversations with your significant other so that they know where you are. If you're like, look, I'll be home at midnight. I'm out at six in the morning and they're okay with that. And you're okay with that. Then that's right. You need to go. But you just realize that, you know, you may be giving up on some family time to, to spend time on your business. So I don't think there's a perfect solution. I think it just really comes down to what are your goals? What are your priorities? For some of you, business might be a higher priority than family. Sometimes it may be the other way around. Some of you guys, this may be just a side hustle and saying, look, I only want to work a few hours a day. I only need to make a couple bucks. I just need to satisfy some internal things going on right now. And that's okay too. It's really your life. And it goes back to question number two. Like, don't worry about what other people are going to judge you on. You know, if, if everybody else is working crazy amount of hours around you and judging you for not working, but you're happy with where you are, don't worry about their judgment. Just be happy with 
the results that you're getting and the things that you're accomplishing and, and what your life looks like. Maybe you only need to work three hours a day and, and you've got everything that you need. You make enough money doing your thing. You, you have enough time to stimulate your intellects, right? It all comes down to what you need to do to support your goals, to hit the numbers that you need to make. That's really what it is. So for me, I know those numbers. Some days I work 16 hours, some days it's like five hours uh, and it's a good mix. So that's what works for me. Okay, keep moving here. Question number four. Have you ever dropped the ball on making a decision to overthinking it? Yes, 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 yes. Really, it's basically have I missed out on an opportunity for not moving forward? Yes, there's been tons of them. I'll just put it that way. I mean, if you narrow it down to a few, I'll tell you a couple stories here. But yeah, I think indecision can be the biggest crippler for a lot of you guys. And I come from a long line of uh, overthinkers. <laughs> if you ever met anyone in my family, they contemplate and they think about things and they weigh all their options and they try to make strategic choices based on all the evidence. And the problem is, is in life, all the evidence will not be delivered all the time. Sometimes you've got to make blind decisions. I'll give you an example of how this works. So yesterday I was teaching my daughter how to play, I think it's not Minecraft, but Minesweep. That's the one. Remember that little grid? It's like 10 by 10 and there's like 10 bombs that you got to find in this grid, right? So you pick one and it's like, here's a couple hints. There might be a bomb here. There might be a bomb there. You've got to go through the whole thing. And she's just like hunting and pecking randomly I'm like, if you go that route, you're going to find a bomb and you're not going to expect it because you don't know. But these little numbers, the ones and the twos and the threes are going to give you hints to where the bombs are. And that's how life is, right? When you go to make a decision, life's going to give you hints of which way to go to succeed. And if you're just like, go, 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 and you're making these rash decisions, someday you might find a bomb. And sometimes the bomb's going to be small and it's going to take some of your money. And other days the bomb's going to be massive and it's going to take your house and your job and everything that you've ever worked for. So when you're young, you have the opportunity to take massive risks. Like if you're 20 and you lose it all, like, oh, well, you're probably living on like $200 a month anyway. But then when you become 40 and 60 and you have dependents and you have a house and you have cars and everything else going on in life, if you lose everything, it can be a disaster. And I've known plenty of people who've lost a lot of stuff. Uh, back in 09, when the housing market crashed, like tons of people I knew in real estate lost everything. I'm talking like dozens of houses, hundreds of thousands of dollars, lots of stuff. And they rebounded for the most part. Most of them came back because, you know, it was an upset. Uh, they did their thing. They came back. They tail between their legs a little bit. And I know that they're a little shy and maybe intimidated because of it, but they came back stronger. Uh, and maybe they learned their lesson to maybe not make as many rash decisions, but they kept moving, right? The person who doesn't make a decision, who just stays on the fence all the time, will never get anywhere. There, There's a post that I saw the other day that talked about the difference between the wealthy and the poor. And it said that the poor people will never make a decision. They'll always just sit on the fence and they'll never move forward. They're not risk adverse. They'll just sit there and be afraid to make decisions. And because of that, they'll probably have a job that pays them minimum wage their whole entire life. They'll never go out on their own and start another business. They'll not, you know, put their money into a savings account or not a savings account, but some type of an investment strategy that will get them more money. Whereas on the wealthy will take strategic risks. They will put their money into things that may not work out, but they'll do their homework. They'll know what they're doing. They'll go after bigger things. And so, for me, you know, when it comes down to things that I've dropped the ball on, uh, when we were in real estate, there was opportunities that looked too risky. And and now watching what happened after the fact, you know, after all the cards have been unfolded, it would have been a better opportunity than I thought. And I was more pessimistic on it thinking, well, this is going to cost more, so I'm not going to do it. I'm talking about like flipping real estate, right? So I would have assumed maybe there's $100,000 in repairs. And in reality, it only costs 50. And so you could have made more money than I anticipated. So I didn't do it because of these things. Uh, and I think that sometimes that 
that's okay. Like I'd rather be safe sometimes and, and on this side of the fence than that side of the fence and knowing that, you know what, I can go another day. If I would have gone all in and bought a house and it was a disaster and we lost everything, you know, starting from scratch is hard to do. You come back with lessons and you learn new things, but in the end, like, those little things, those little setbacks can be massive for some people. And eventually you may never come back from it. So yeah, I'll agree that I've lost opportunities um, from not taking advantage of the opportunity. I've lost out on money to make, but at the same time, I've probably kept money that I would have otherwise lost having gone that route too. I remember, you know, when we were buying rental properties, we were wholesaling rental properties for a long time. So meaning that we would find one that was a great turnkey rental property somebody else could get into for a low amount of money. And I would sell it to somebody else, make a quick chunk of money versus keeping it and cash flowing slowly over time. The advantage of owning it and cash flowing over time is that eventually that asset became worth more and more and more. Whereas right now, my quick dollar became a small amount of money, let's say $5,000 or $20,000. If I would have kept it for 10 years, it might be worth $100,000 or $200,000. So the patient one will make more money long term. I was here trying to build quick cash. I could do bigger things, but you know, there's opportunities that I missed by not keeping all these rental properties. So it's just decisions that you make and, and how you live your life and what you do. I think what you can't do though is always be turning back, trying to look at what did I miss out on? What happened? What I do is I try to go back and say, okay, there's a situation. I went through it. If I would have gone that route, what, what would happen? If I would have gone this route, what happened? I like try to see the past and make decisions in the future based on those things. But I realize I'll never have all the cards laid out. I'll never have all the information. Sometimes I'm just going to have to wing it, right? If I'm going to invest in a new business or take on a new opportunity or create something that may not have existed before, I've got to realize that there's going to be wins and losses. There's going to be things that are going to come from it. There's going to be things that I lost out on. You only have so much time in the day, right? If I devote 90% of my time into this one thing and it falls apart and I could have done something else with that time, like it's just something I have to make that decision on. But you can't go back and, and live those regrets. What I, Number one thing I don't want to do is go back and say, I wish I would have done that, but I didn't. That's just the hardest thing ever. So play them for what it is. Um, I guess you just got to keep moving forward. Don't look back. Don't regret the past. Learn from your mistakes uh, and and take as much educational guesses as you can. Get all the facts as fast as you can because sometimes the decisions will have to be made pretty quickly, especially in business, right? We're a fast-paced business nowadays and it's as simple as that. There's another opportunity I'll just share with you really quick. I had a friend who was starting a another business and he's like, look, you want in? Like, there's no financial commitment. We just need a lot of your time. And unfortunately, at that time, my time was scarce. Like, I only had a few hours and he needed more than I did. And I was like, you know what? I'm sorry, I'm going to have to pass. And man, that opportunity sailed into some amazing things for him. He's done some incredible things with this business and I missed out on it because I wasn't willing to give the time. I was putting my time into something else. And so you really just have to look at those things and say, you know, what are my goals? Again, knowing your goals, knowing where you're going helps in business so much. If you're just like, okay, I don't care, left, right, it doesn't really matter. Uh, eventually you're gonna get yourself into trouble. But when you know the intentions of what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish, you usually make better decisions. For me, I knew what I was trying to accomplish. I was building something for myself, which works out great versus building something for somebody else. If I would have put all my time into building his thing, financially it would have rewarded me, but at the end I would have had a bunch of cash and and then what, right? So I'm trying to build bigger things, trying to go after bigger bigger wins, I guess you could say. I think that ultimately that decision could have gone either way, just different results in the end. One wasn't more advantageous than the other. I just, I knew that that was a decision I needed to make. So 
again, I didn't live with that regret. I didn't go back and say, oh my gosh, like I wish I would have gone for the cash. I wish I would have gone for the bigger prize. Like it's just the decision I lived with and I had to make it. And then in the end, it is what it is. Okay, guys, I appreciate you being here. This has been a good one. These are some deep questions. I like the ones that are like, hey, how do I do this on Facebook? And hey, where's my Instagram post gonna be posted? Like those are great too. So anyway, get your questions out there. Ask whatever you need to ask. This is uh, again, a deep one for episode number 30. 31's coming next week. We've got another four awesome questions. If you haven't already done so, and I know it's like the end of the show and I probably should have brought this up earlier. If you haven't already done so, tomorrow starts our six week masterclass. I'm super excited for this. Uh, if you've already signed up, be sure to show up tomorrow, Tuesday at 10 a.m. We're going to be kicking off the show in our Facebook group. If you're interested in showing up and you're still watching, send me a message. I'll, I'll say how to get there. Basically just tosuniversity.com forward slash masterclass. And uh, it's a free class for the next six weeks. We're going to show you how to grow your business. So come join, be there in January. It's going to be a whole different game. we got some amazing things coming. Guys, I just appreciate you being here and learning and developing your skill and, and trying to grow your business. It is a challenge market and uh there's some amazing things that you can do in this life so okay without further ado let me find my outro so we can end this show and leave on an amazing note guys we'll see you next week thanks for being here for the ask Eric cameron show have a great day hey thanks so much for joining us on today's show be sure to hit the subscribe button to get these podcasts delivered to you every week as we share strategies on how to grow your business with social media i'm eric cameron with the orange stack we'll see you next time